0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Movie Mastery. It's the podcast where we watch the movies you recommend, and we don't know what we're going to see until we sit down to watch it. I am your host, John, over there, my co-host, Jeff.
1: I I, my, I can do this no longer. My consciousness forces me...
0: Your consciousness? Yes,
1: my consciousness forces me to stay awake, and I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can do it no longer. Yeah, I can do it no further. Good night. <laughs> and sleep. Yeah, I should say conscience... But it's okay. I saved this. I saved this bit. It's fine. The bit's okay. I saved the bit. I saved Thanksgiving. (laughs) That's me. How the bit saved Thanksgiving. Everything's fine. How are Uh, you?
0: (laughs) We're all fine here. (laughs) Uh, So this week, we rolled up a movie that I had actually
1: seen before only as a child called Mom and Dad Save the World. I feel like I had to have seen this before because I remembered one of the monsters in it, like, vividly, but nothing else. See, I remembered
0: one gag from the movie and, like, sort of the general idea. And then it turned out that the movie contained no gags, and so you're very... (laughs) It turned out this movie has plenty of gags and no jokes. Yeah. The... uh, the movie is a ninety two film that has Terry Garr and
1: John Lovitz and Why is ninety two kicking us in the dick so much recently? I don't know. Ninety two just doesn't like us right now. That's when Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me came out too. Ugh. That's so we've just gotten a double dick kicking from nineteen ninety two. The the whole thing with this movie is that it's
0: bad and uh not just like that we think it is bad. I actually went onto IMDb and pulled up a little bit of trivia about this. One, it was filmed in 1990 and it only released in 92
1: mm-hmm. and it played in theaters for one week. <laughs> Jesus. I mean the movie opens with a good 3 minutes of uninterrupted credits with no stuff going on behind them, which is never a good sign in a film.
0: No. And <laughs> the other wonderful little bit of trivia from this john lovitz was forced to quit saturday night live to work on this film
1: oh good i would have hoped that he at least would be able to stay on saturday night live until he was forced to quit to work on rhinestone cowboy nope this was going to be shot between summer break
0: and shooting overlapped for two weeks and lorne michaels told him that he could not miss a single week on SNL, so he had to make a choice between
1: SNL and this movie, and he chose this movie. In 1992? What else was Lauren Michaels relying on? Was Charles Rocket, like, that good of a thing? Hey, man. 92 was, like, the lost year of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> and there's a reason for that. Yes. Because they kicked John Lovitz out right when it would have been good. I mean, that was the time. I think Chris Rock was still there, but everyone else was like, we were here for two years, and then they kicked us out because we forgot to put jokes in those seasons. (laughs) And then they replaced them all with stand-up comedians who were all just jockeying for positions to do bits in. No, looks like 92 was a good cast year. Was it it Spade and shit? So, uh, you had...
0: Dana Carvey, Chris Farley, Phil Hartman, Mike yeah. Myers, Kevin Nealon, Rob Schneider, mm-hmm. Garvin
1: Arnar, Al Franken, a piece of toast, Tim Meadows, Adam Sandler. All right, fine. That's a pro- I mean, It's got a lot of the uh, Brat Pack SNL era in it. The, yeah. Uh, I think I'm confusing the 92 season with the 90 season, because 90, which would have been the time when he had to quit to film this, I think is the famous, unbelievably shit season of Saturday Night Live. <laughs>
0: Let's take a a sneaky peek. Shall we take a sneaky peek? At
1: 1990. Yeah, yeah, please do. I'm going to... Go like Piscopo and Rocket and...
0: (sighs) Rocket Raccoon. Rocket
1: Raccoon. Well, anyway, while you're doing that, yeah, this movie is basically a a whole list of characters to which Phil Hartman said no. Pretty much. If you wanted a way to boil this down. Uh, So, I mean, we're going to play some music and get into
0: the full on spoiler review of this but yeah. man
1: it's bad it's a real bad movie i mean it's a jeffrey jones vehicle well, that's not a thing that that anyone wants to no. or, or even wants to know as a thing exactly yeah uh all right we are going to be back in
0: just a few seconds and we'll have the full review of mom and dad save the world Rise, I- We are back. It's time to dig into Mom and Dad Save the World. Now, I would like to say right off the bat mm. for a movie called Mom and Dad Save the World, there is almost no scenes with
1: the kids. Oh, yeah. It's Mom and Dad by way of these are kind of parent stereotypes. But there's they have two kids who are in the first three or four minutes of the film and then and then and you then know. the last
0: like two minutes of the film and that yeah. is it uh, they don't go on the adventure with them. they showed up again at the end I was in the bathroom <laughs> and all the better for it you are mm-hmm but yeah uh, the the fact that this is originally again looked up the uh trivia for this it was just called Dick and Marge Save the world mm-hmm but changing it to Mom and Dad Save the World really makes me feel like it should have been like the kids are there, too.
1: I feel like that's a great chance for us to back-convert and fix the names of some other movies. For example, would you prefer to see Mars Needs Dick? (laughs) I would love to see that. (laughs) Well, okay, so, yeah, there's parents at the very beginning, or there are parents at the very beginning. Uh, We have, well, the movie doesn't really open on them. It opens on horrible introduction to a stupid planet full of idiots yeah unfortunately it gives us
0: a little eric idol voiceover that's like oh there's a planet out here and it was taken over by a guy and everyone on the planet's an idiot and it's a tiny planet and they're all jealous of earth and oh oh no
1: (laughs) yeah and then one man ruled them all and his name was todd yeah todd spingo that's a funny name don't you think john that's that's the joke
0: that's the joke, is that his name is Todd.
1: Yeah, and his last name is the funny word Spingo. Yeah. That's a funny word. How funny is that? Yeah. A word. A word. It's 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 hilarious. Ugh, I And, and that's the, the noble emperor of the tiny planet Moronicus, or whatever the planet was called, uh, John Lovitz. Ugh. So, then,
0: right before he uses his giant death laser to blow up Earth... He sees Terry Gar in a grandma costume, like just the worst, like late 80s workout outfit. I,
1: I, I genuinely thought that this was supposed to be a joke because we were watching it. Well, yeah, like a YouTube print. We were watching a YouTube print. So it was all kind of bl- a little bit blurry, just a tiny bit. And I thought I didn't know it was Terry Garr. I thought he was like watching a golden girl work out in the in the backyard. <laughs> and he was like, My God, she's beautiful. And I was like, Oh, he's attracted to some woman in her like middle sixties. That's a, that's a that must be a joke that they're gonna they're gonna play off later. No, it's Terry Garr wearing fifty pounds of far side housewife makeup. It's very weird to me that
0: they decided to do that with Terry Gar. And I know that it's because they're like, Ooh, we get to have a scene where she gets like made up and now she's being pretty mm-hmm. but the weird thing is marge terry gar in this movie has very short hair mm-hmm. and then when
1: they like do the whole makeover thing it just is long now well yeah these are stupid people they invented a backwards haircut because they're idiots yeah they great. can cut your hair longer
0: good good for them yeah it's it's also one of those things where I'm like, oh, they have ridiculously advanced technology, even though the planet is supposed to be full of idiots.
1: Yes, yeah, they have every they have lasers and junk. It's probably just that they've been there longer. I do like that they're like, here's your planet, and then let's go over a a couple of like rings of the solar system to a slightly different one. Here's our planet, and these are the only two inhabited planets.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the emperor. Has named the planet Spango after him. That's right. And uh, he hates Earth because it's they're a bigger, bigger yeah. and more important.
1: So he's planning to destroy Earth, and his advisor, who I forget's playing his advisor, but it's some dude with a Wolverine haircut and, uh, like, Civil War sideburns. Uh, Thalmus Rasulala. Also, trivia... His last movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Was it also his first movie?
0: I would assume not.
1: Okay. Um Well, he he's like, Sir, I have picked the perfect target to destroy the Earth. Woodland Hills, California.
0: That is the place where if we shoot our laser at it will do the most damage to the planet.
1: And they're like, Good, zoom in. Show me this Woodland Hills, California. Very good, sir. Here's a bunch of cut uh intercut helicopter tracking shots of Los Angeles. Huh? Uh, and then we finally get down there and there's terry gar in a grandma costume working out by the pool uh great
0: so then we actually go down and meet our titular mom and dad terry gar and jeffrey jones uh, as Marge and dick i didn't even know there was a movie that starred jeffrey jones i know right this is i completely forgot all i remembered was that Terry Gar and John Lovitz were in this
1: yes yeah and I could have sworn that this movie was specifically the inspiration for the uh, you know his whole liar bit where he's like Terry Gar whom I've seen naked (laughs) uh but they don't they don't actually interact they interact a lot in the movie but they are not married or anything uh yeah, and then Jeffrey Jones playing sad sack Dick Nelson or Wilson. Dick Wilson. Nelson. Nick Nelson. Dick who, Nelson. Dick Nelson. Nick Nelson. Nick
0: Nelson. Nick, Nelson. Nick Nolte. <laughs>
1: yeah, Nick Nick Schwartz. And and he is a sad sack who doesn't like to do things or go places or eat food.
0: Yeah, he complains about everything mm-hmm. and, oh, his back hurts and he's got indigestion and, oh, I don't want to go places. This My pie, knee hurts. This pie
1: is too rich for me to eat it. Yeah, great. Okay, so he's a dumb piece of shit. And, and fuck him. Oh, also, yeah. Also, he's a famous child porn guy, so great. So, you know, great. there's that. Also, he, he in every waking moment in his late career, like you know what he looked like from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, so you're used to that, right? Yeah. He eventually gets bigger, like he's big and fat, and he's in like this and, and Legend of Sleepy Hollow, the Tim Burton one, and his eyes have bulged way out like a nervous chihuahua, and he just looks like he's always... The it's a last known photo of a person who is shitting themselves to death. <laughs> that is him all the time. I mean, he does have the look of a man
0: who is straining to get out a poop. Yeah, no, he looks bilious. He looks sick on beef. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they show some slides to their kid and her boyfriend, and the boyfriend is. The older
1: brother from Blossom. Oh, how nice! That's all I know him from. How nice for everyone. Uh, uh, there, yeah, it's some slides of them visiting. I don't know somewhere. It's like Mexico or something. Yeah, and it and of course Terry Gar like, ooh, and then we tried a tortilla and then we tried a guacamole, and he's yeah. like, I liked staying in the hotel because it's a hotel. Ah, uh, there was no weird foods or having to be outside here. I mean, on the one hand. I really don't like Jeffrey Jones's character in this movie, and I kind of wish he was just dead. Like, the movie would be better if he was just a Don't Wake the... Or uh, Don't Wake we- Daddy. If he was just a Weekend at Bernie's Corpse. Uh, but on the other hand, um, he's right about hotels being fucking rad. I
0: mean, hotels are rad. Don't get me wrong.
1: There's nothing... There's no greater joy on vacation than going into your hotel room, turning the AC to refrigerator, and then just staying in there for seven <laughs> uninterrupted hours for no reason. Yep. That's, the, that's the life. That is the life. Being
0: able to just sit there and be like, oh, man, finally I'm on vacation. I can sit in a room and watch TV, but it's slightly colder than it would be at home, and so cl- this is
1: great. I'm going to close my blackout curtains all the way, and I'm going to turn on HBO and watch Arlis for 16 hours straight, <laughs> and it's going to be 32 degrees in here. Uh, so and yeah. I'll go get a bucket of ice I don't need. It turns out that it is their
0: 20th wedding anniversary Mm -hmm. and they're going to go to santa barbara Uh uh-huh uh they pack up the car full of a ton of stuff and oh there's only one bag for dick but marge has like 20 bags and she brings a coffee maker she
1: brings the whole house everywhere she goes it's a joke about how women pack a lot yeah i mean i guess it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense given that her character is Defined as the kind of person who was always wearing track pants and a, a, a like a kitten shirt. Yeah,
0: she's mostly played to be like a, just like, suburban
1: mom. Like, who's I said, like yay! She's, she's basically a living embodiment of a Far Side housewife. But then we get to meet the other child that they have, which is Budnick. Oh yeah, Budnick's in this movie. Yeah, uh, Budnick's in this movie for two scenes uh he doesn't get much more than one line in any of them little danny cooksy gets to
0: show up and be like hey i was budnick and i can skateboard Uh, goodbye
1: goodbye i'm not (sighs) gonna do a thing again yeah
0: i had one line and then i'll say one more line at the end of the movie thank you goodbye Mm -hmm. i gotta go skate off and do nothing
1: (laughs) every time you see me you wonder what's up with donkey lips these days (laughs) the answer is he's on the something awful forums yeah he is uh and he's a cool dude from what i understand Uh, so yeah, they pack up the
0: car and they head out and it, they're driving to Santa Barbara and they're terrible. The two of them are just awful.
1: Yeah. Because, uh, let's see, Jeffrey Jones is Dick's basic persona is that he's always worried about how food is too rich for him, but he is also always eating. Uh, Yeah, he's just so put upon and Mm -hmm. whiny and his wife is very nice, but also very demanding and controlling. Yes. Uh, we we see this because the two of them are driving down the freeway towards Santa Barbara, down the 110 specifically, and they and they see the road for the old Ohio Highway. Yeah, and, and like, uh, oh, you've always wanted to take that. Let's take that. And he's like, "Nope, I want to stay on a modern, dependable American freeway. I'm not going to do any detours like this. End no, of discussion. No, no, oh, no smash no. cut to being on the Ojai. Now they're on the Ojai, which is not as pretty as being on the PCH or the or the 110 on your way to the uh, oh, Santa yeah. Barbara. Being on
0: the 110 is very pretty going up, and being on. Ohi is in the middle of fucking nothing.
1: Yeah, that was a bad decision. They they could have been looking at the beach.
0: Ugh, sigh. And, and
1: especially in 1990, when, they, when it would have been possible to drive up the 110 without just sitting in the smog of someone else's car Ugh. and just saying fuck quietly to yourself for 16 <laughs> hours. <laughs> Which, by the way, is what I like to do in a hotel room. Yeah. Say fuck quietly. Just, just sit there. Fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah, it's cold in here. Oh. This is great. See, the fact that it's like... 80 degrees
0: outside right now at night is why I believe we are dreaming
1: so much about that
0: nice hotel air conditioning. We should
1: just straight up go get a Motel 6 with two beds and just sleep in there for this evening. I almost thought about
0: doing that the other night Mm. because I got home and it was still like 81 degrees and I'm just like, I can't live. I'm going to maybe I just go get a hotel. It's worth it. To pay like I don't know fifty bucks or something, and be like, "Please let me just let me just have an air conditioned room."
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, they go driving down this Ohio highway when when it's been decided that that Todd Spingo of the Planet Spingo will capture them using his magneto beam.
0: Yes, he'll turn on the magnetic beams and draw the car to him. Yep, and indeed it does. It flies through space and. <laughs> The
1: car is fine in space. Well, yeah, that's part of the magneto beam. It gives them air to breathe in space. Sure, why not? Otherwise known as the don't worry about it. Um, now, they're flying through space, and they have a bunch of arguments over what the proper camera alignment is to take a picture of Saturn or whatever, when all of a sudden their radio comes alive, and it's Todd Spingo giving them an evil spiel.
0: He's like, oh, I am uh- Emperor of Spengo,
1: and you are my guests, and uh, don't worry about it. Don't interrupt me, and don't try to turn off the radio. Nah, nah. <sighs> I feel like it seems like we're just sort of
0: glossing over things and saying what happens, except that's pretty much what the movie does.
1: Yeah, there's no actual jokes anywhere in here that we're we're missing. You, you think? I mean, you can probably tell from our our inflection and vocal tone that this was a boring movie but i mean this is supposed to be a comedy and large stretches of it go by where it's just stuff occurs and all the characters are talking all at once but they're all it's a lot it's a lot like watching it It reminds me a lot of the popeye movie the robert altman popeye oh where it's supposed to be robert altman's big comedy film and you can tell it is because popeye's in it but everyone's just talking over each other about fucking nothing (laughs) And it's just oh, taking a picture of Jupiter. Don't know how to take a picture of you. Use your flash in space. You've never taken a picture in space. You're like, where's the joke? Where's any joke? Yeah,
0: it's the problem is Dick and Marge as characters are annoying at best, mm-hmm. which means I'm not like, oh, this is fun bickering or clever bickering that you might have with like ooh, this is a couple that's you know their
1: relationship is a little rocky maybe right now yeah, maybe one of them is snappy and the other one's kind of a sad sack straight man or something but they're both sad sacks
0: yeah it's just two sacks in space being dumpy at each other and it's like why what who decided this was going to be the funny thing
1: yeah this is like watching two Vogons have a movie about them Except that would be neat. (laughs) Except that would have some sort of interesting bits to it. Yeah. Now we cut back to the planet for or Spingo for a while so we can watch Lovitz do what he does in this movie, which is I kind of just generally be three stoogy towards his hench people and constantly try on wigs and fake mustaches and beards.
0: Yeah. The entire characterization of Emperor Todd is that Lovitz gets to be campy and mm-hmm. put on a bunch of different hair pieces and outfits. Yes. And that's basically it. Like, he puts on a big, like, floofy pants jester version of, like, a Napoleon outfit at one point.
1: Yeah, his his uh, wedding outfit is pretty cute. It's the mix of white and black and, and dress and tuxedo at the same time. Uh, he He has one character trait that I thought was probably going to have a fun payoff but didn't which was constantly asking for people to rate him on scales of 1 to 10 and stuff like that. Yeah. Every time he'd, he'd finish some royal decree, he'd be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Now, in terms of, of intergalactic deplo- or a terror, where would you rate me at the moment? Yeah, the the whole movie is
0: him basically just being insecure about his leadership and his planet and his looks and everything, but there's no good joke outside of, hey,
1: uh, am, I, am I good looking? Yes, your emperorship. You are the most beautiful person in all the lands. Oh, good. And that's it. That's the joke. Mm-hmm. That, it's just sad. Mm-hmm. It's sad to me is what it is. These, these movies that more or less star John Lovitz from the early 90s are, because the only other one I can think of that I had to watch was Rhinestone Cowboy uh mm-hmm. it, it's the same thing he plays this high school principal who has to dress up like a you know in a rhinestone out cowboy outfit and do some stuff and it's just him being like yes i'm john lovitz which boy john lovitz is great in small doses
0: yeah john lovitz is great as a character that shows up in other things
1: yeah like- this movie would have been better if phil hartman had his role and he had wallace Shawn's role <laughs> and Wallace Shawn had Jeffrey Jones's role mm-hmm. and Jeffrey Jones was
0: in prison. <laughs> Indeed. Mhm. Uh so anyway, they land uh on the planet and uh Todd tells them like, "Ooh, I'm going I- I'm having a wedding." Okay, you're
1: invited. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, okay, great. Now uh, that you know, they land on the planet and they're surrounded by guards and Nick tries to, or Dick tries to get out and be, like, you know, defensive. He's like, ah, the wife stays in the car. Oh, no, you touched me. My back hurts. Yeah. The... (sighs) The planet then
0: has a weird thing about it in that up until this point, we've just seen humans, and then there are small intelligent dog and fish people
1: yes and they appear to be either the same species or close enough like the females are all fish and the males are all dogs
0: yeah i mean i guess the weird thing for me is all of them are about the same height they're all basically just little little people, people in, in costumes yeah except for one fish lady who is very tall, mm-hmm. and I did not understand what was going on here. Yeah,
1: the dogs, ba- oh, the dogs basically look like Ugnaughts. knots,
0: uh, and the worst part is they're just—I mean, let's not say it's the worst part—but about
1: these costumes uh well they're not very mobile they're, they're very clearly just masks left over from some circus thing
0: yeah and they can move the mouth a bit but when they do you see inside the mouth and it's just like you can see the mesh in there mm-hmm. you're like man this is sad yeah why movie- would you do this if you had these garbage costumes
1: like well, like we were saying when we finished watching the movie this is one where you can kind of imagine the sad pitch meeting that they had Get a load of this. I've got no ideas, no interesting characters, no interesting sets, but I do need to film a movie with John Lovitz for about 60 days. <laughs> the the weird thing for me is I could I could see it
0: if they tried to go more in the direction of old 50s shtick sci-fi.
1: Yeah. Because there's
0: a lot of the trappings of that. Mm -hmm. Like the sort of Flash Gordon-esque villain thing of like, oh, I'm the emperor in weird costumes and have like the mustache, bald head and whatnot, which Lovitz kind of does. You've got people out in the wilderness who are, you know, in just like loincloth
1: outfits. And there's room for sci-fi comedy that has this low of a budget. Like the old TV show... Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide, or White Dwarf, uh, was done with this kind of low-budget well, If comedy. the
0: low-budget was part of it, if it yeah. was like, yeah, we're doing specifically a send-up of that type of genre, uh-huh. it just seems like they used some of the trappings, never acknowledged it, and didn't use it for anything. Yeah. It was like, oh, I've seen some sci-fi before, and we should put this in here without any thought for why it's in there. Yeah.
1: Well, Ugh. okay, so the two, the, the husband and wife are separated forcibly by guards. Uh, Terry Gar is taken off to a room full of fish monsters who were going to dress her up all pretty for, for a ball, while Terry Jones is dragged off by dog people. Jeffrey Jones. Geoffrey Jones. Je- John you said Fre-
0: Terry. Terry. You ter- te- combined the two of them.
1: I, I, cr- I created a new character, Terry Jones, the from, uh, from Monty Python. There you go. Yeah. No. I. I. Uh, so. So Jeffrey Jones is dragged off by dog people and thrown in prison where there's a Kowakian rat. Uh. Like literally, just looks like the Kowakian lizard monkey from Star Wars, but more rat. And it just imitates him for about three lines. he just keeps going, "Hey, let me out of here. Hey, let me out of here. Hey, you stop that. Hey, you stop that." And then he chases it away, and that's the le- that's the end of that.
0: There is no point in the movie where this comes back. No. He does not use this for anything. No. And it's no jokes
1: done and there's no jokes of any kind if, if you think it's funny for a thing to copy a guy briefly then this is the perfect joke yeah if if
0: that's what you believe is funny then you'd probably enjoy this movie i mean i figure that's why i enjoyed it as a kid is because i was like ha ha, that rat is talking like him
1: uh, I'm, I'm like six and i'm an idiot i like copying things that people say as well you rat i understand you uh you and i are friends they
0: said that everyone on this planet is stupid and that guy ran into a wall haha ha, that is a funny joke
1: i hope that di- that rat likes dinosaurs because i like dinosaurs then
0: we could be friends
1: hmm. so uh yeah that happens for a couple of minutes until the rat is chased away haha ha. And then it turns out there's someone else in the cell as well. Yeah, Eric, Eric Idol. Idle. Eric Idle is here,
0: and he's the deposed king, Raph. Mm-hmm. And he has lost his memory from being in prison for so long, and they zap his brain.
1: They've given him a big old beardy beard, and he basically does some, some pretty good Eric Idle style shtick. Pretty good. I mean, it's Eric Idle. He at least... Even though the
0: lines he has aren't good, mm-hmm. you're like,
1: you're giving it all you've got, though. Yeah, because his lines, he's, you know, he, he does the whole, uh, am I actually talking out loud? Yes, yes, you are. Good, good. let me know when I've stopped. You, you've you stopped. Ah, very good. Then you are hearing me. Kinda, yeah. It's, it's it was okay. I mean, it wasn't funny, but no. I was like,
0: you're doing a good shtick here. Yeah. Like, at it, least you're
1: bringing some life to the character you have. Yeah. Uh, he instructs Jeffrey Jones. Or sorry, I just say Dick. He instructs Dick to root around in his pants. He's like, "Open my pants. There's vital information." And and Dick's like, "Ah, uh, I haven't been in prison long enough for that yet." Ha <laughs> ha, gay. Get it? Because the gaybos.
0: Uh, and, uh, eventually he does indeed reach in there and find some paper in his
1: pants. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, you have to find my son, silk, silk, sickle. Yeah. You got to find S- sick, sick, cirque, S- cirque of the white bird. Yeah. Find
0: the white bird circ. Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, like, oh, great. All right. The other thing about this movie is that the characters are sad sacks, but also they take everything that's going on just as is. He's not like, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, I'm in an alien planet in a prison. This sucks. He's just like, yeah, whatever. Find your son, the white bird. Uh-huh. And or can I get a cup of coffee in this joint? My back hurts. Thing is, if
0: it was actually that emphasized, mm-hmm. it would be more humorous than it is because fucking Jones doesn't really bring anything to
1: his role at all. No, other than eye-popping <laughs> ham face.
0: And... Terry Garr really isn't doing anything because her character doesn't do anything. Yeah. And all you really have to go on in this movie for anything like that is John Lovitz. And as we have established, he is good for some hammy shtick for a couple minutes, and then you're like, yeah, I get it.
1: No, Because it's the same hammy shtick for the entire rest of the movie. Yeah. He's constantly trying on wigs. And that's great. <sighs> so they take dick over to be
0: like mind torture because he's like "Ooh, i'm gonna find out how to make
1: marge love me by reading dick's mind and so yeah wallace sean has a machine that he could use to read the minds of people and then in this movie he plays a character who has a similar machine huh. indeed mm-hmm. uh, 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 wallace sean is in this movie as Seabor, 'cause because he was the person who got the as in the credits yeah Uh, And Seabor is like the royal torturer who has to use a machine that reads a ticker tape parade of information about what's going on in uh, Jeffrey or Dick's head. But also what's on Dick's head is on a big TV screen behind him.
0: Yeah, so we get his thoughts printed out on a ticker tape and then also displayed visually with no uh, audio
1: up on a screen. But and then also teleported or beamed or, or telepathically attuned directly into Wallachon's head. No because no but remember because he freaks out at the end and he's like, yeah, I know, but that's because he lost his love. Oh, that's okay. what was happening. Yeah, I, I thought it was because he was freaking out a little bit from the effects of the mind meldings. No. Maybe also, yes. He's he is just reading the tape. But and, also yes, maybe. <laughs> but no. Okay.
0: No, but. <laughs> uh, maybe so yes, yes though. Wallace <laughs> Shawn reads the mind ticker tape thing. And Dick gets angry and is like, oh, I love Marge, and I've got to save her. And,
1: uh, so also, my back hurts, and I hate this place, and I don't like that emperor very much. I'd punch him in the face, I would. I would punch him in the face, but I'm pretty sure that if I did that, he'd punch me in the face. So, at the end of this, he's
0: going to be sent back to be like executed or whatever, but Wallace Shawn is like, oh, I'm going to help you escape because... I know what it's like to love deeply like you obviously do. Yeah. I lost my love, and I can't see it happen to someone
1: else. He wasn't going to be taken anywhere. He was going to be murdered by a huge syringe full of green ooze.
0: Ah, the green ooze. Remember
1: that? It was just a huge cartoony syringe. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, while Sean collapses on him, crying about his lost love, and then's like, you and I will switch outfits so you can escape. Yeah, you can dress up like a
0: destroyer, and then... Get out of here, and indeed, the joke here is,
1: Wallace Shawn is smaller than Jeffrey Jones. So Jeffrey Jones looks like a fat man in a little coat. Hey, that outfit doesn't fit you. He looks ridiculous. What? What amazing humor. The humor is out of this world. Now, of course, the plants all idiots, so when he runs into some guards, and they're like, who are you? Uh, Zerk? Uh, what are you doing? Patrolling? Where? North, all right. Keep it up. Yeah, great. But then he's spotted by the the du- the the major domo guy, the the guy, the guy with the Wolverine haircut, who is clearly the smartest person on the planet.
0: Yeah. Now he his name is General of Fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, except the very first time that Lovitz said his name, mm-hmm. I thought he was saying General of Fear.
1: Oh yeah, like my my Minister of Terror or whatever. Yeah. I yeah. was like, oh, that's neat, the general of fear. And I was like, oh, no, it's just a fear, A-F-I-R. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they start chasing Jones, and he dives down a laundry suit and winds up in a sewer. I feel like we're going through this too fast. We aren't. Okay, good.
0: And there he finds some
1: smiley mushrooms that are then evil. Yeah, they they have smiles on them, but the smiles are decoys because they actually have huge mouths. Uh, and they and hop all around. sharp
0: and pointy in there, and they've yeah. got, like, Alien esque secondary mouths that also spit out from their mega mouth.
1: Now they don't try to bite him or anything, but they do menace at him quite convincingly. Yeah, and they'll hop towards him on their one leg. Mm, So he runs away from them and gets stuck on a ladder over a giant pit to nowhere. Yeah, and that's that for that for him for now. And he he
0: well no because then he hears Marge.
1: Oh, I know. I was gonna I was gonna go check in with Marge and then bring it up to that point. But whatever. Yeah, he hears Marge. Marge meanwhile has been getting makeovers over and over again from fish ladies and introducing them to the concept of coffee and talking to them about their dog husbands.
0: Yeah, she talks about Dick and is like, "Oh, here's a picture of him and our kids." Mm-hmm. And then one of the fish people is like, "Ah, blah, blah blah blah. Oh, is this your family? Oh, look at look at that dog, Blart." Yeah, ah, oh, yes, oh, Blart. That must be Blart. Uh, is he a mall cop?
1: <laughs> is he a Paul Blart? This is some Paul Blart you got here. Perhaps he's a Paul Blart Mall Blart, <laughs> maybe. Perhaps uh. he's a Paul Mall da. But but it turns out that I think her name's Mart, Mart and Blart or whatever are having a brief, uh, having a sort of marital spat at the moment, yeah. and it's got her upset, and so. She's like, oh,
0: you know, I could talk to Blart for you. Mm -hmm. And then it just turns out that the guard that gets sent in to watch her is Blart. Yes. And so she has a whole conversation where it's like, you need to love your wife. You need to tell her that you love her. You you know, I know it must be hard being a guard all the time. (laughs)
1: Because they're all bulldogs. Yeah, it's bulldogs and fish. Yeah. And and she's like, well, why don't you go tell her you love her right now? And then he runs off. Great. Yeah. So she
0: manages to escape, though immediately is spotted and has to run away.
1: Yeah. And she yells, Dick, Dick. And he hears her from the bottom of the shaft. And now we've done the thing I wanted to do.
0: And it gives him the motivation to actually pull himself up from the bottom rung of this ladder. Mm -hmm. Because he's like, oh, doing a pull up. I can't do that. And then he hears his wife's in trouble, and and then he does. Yeah. Now, the whole movie is basically about Dick overcoming the fact that he's a whiny little piece of shit to save his wife. Mm-hmm. And again, if that was sort of the idea of this, and we went more serious with it, and actually were doing that, or anything, like, there's all of these little nuggets of like, oh, this is a theme or an
1: idea that we've got.
0: And then it just doesn't do anything.
1: Yeah, no, the movie feels static and an excuse for muggery. Now, uh, there's there's several scenes of Lovett shooting tiny lasers at models of the earth and trying on wigs around this part of the film, uh, including a scene where he tries on a corset, uh, bec- it, which at general of fear is like, sniffing at. He's like, uh, you look ridiculous in your corset, you pompous little man. Uh, yeah. Yep. Huh. Uh, it's too early to get to the best joke, the only joke in yeah, the movie. Yeah, well,
0: that, that that comes later. Yeah. the What happens now is once Dick manages to climb up the ladder and get out of the sewer and back up into the castle or whatever they're in, uh, <sighs> Fucking Todd is like, hey, I'm gonna kill you, and then Terry Gar manages to, like, push his hand down, so yeah, then he shoots at the ground.
1: Yeah, she she distracts him by being like, oh, I've chosen you now, Todd Spingo, you're a real man. Not like these Earth men. Yeah, and he's like, oh, well, then I'll kill your husband, and she's like, no, and but the blast knocks him out of a window, and he falls down. Out of the window. And he falls several
0: stories and just lands on his face and nothing happens to him.
1: Yep, he just gets up and goes, ow. But then he has like a ship now. Yeah,
0: he crawls into some ship that exists here and then he goes flying out and they shoot missiles at him. And this whole thing is fucking stupid. He's
1: flying backwards away from the missiles at the same speed as the missiles, but going, ah. And
0: then there's a big button that says, uh, get yeah. out of here. Yeah,
1: get out quickly, the button says. And he presses
0: it, and then the missiles hit the ship, and everyone thinks he's dead, but he got launched into the air and again lands from several stories up onto his face, and nothing happens to and him. And
1: then his his ejector sheet lands next to him, powered by balloons.
0: Yay. Now
1: he's out in the middle of the vast desert of the planet Spingo, which appears to be about the size of a small town. Like the whole planet. Yeah. Uh, so he's just wandering around in the desert grunting to himself when he is captured by people in bird masks.
0: Oh no. And they're going to kill him because they think he's a destroyer because he's still in the uniform that he took.
1: Yeah. His ill-fitting destroyer uniform. And he's like, I'm not a destroyer. Besides, I've been looking for someone in a bird mask. I've been looking for you, Cirque of the White Bird. Yes. I met your father. No, your father I did. (laughs)
0: uh and uh they're like "Ooh, how do we know oh well he gave me these important instructions for you you have to open my pants oh
1: he does know father and then they take their their masks off and one of them is a generic muscle dude and the woman is kathy ireland yay kathy ireland she's very pretty hooray that's what she's here for yep she certainly
0: has Like, maybe three or four lines and is in this movie. Yes, indeed. So now, Dick is basically becoming the leader of this tribe of exiled people, the ones who were loyal to the old king and who hate the new dictatorship regime. Uh Uh-huh. And he's... He's
1: the leader because he's the smartest one there. He's the smartest man on the planet because these people are not only stupid, but they're all fully aware that they're stupid. Yeah,
0: that's one of the weird things to me is they're like, oh, yeah, we're all idiots here. Like, how do you know? Yeah,
1: what's your basis for comparison?
0: Like, who was it that was here that you knew was smarter than everyone that yeah. you were like, oh, we're all idiots?
1: Yeah, uh, they show him their collection of stolen weapons. Uh, including several destroyer laser guns, which fire a wavy beam. Yep. Uh, The Metroid wave beam seems to be the the bog standard. Uh, A light grenade, as it's referred to, which uh, you put it on the ground, and then the next person who picks it up, it it disappears them.
0: Yeah. Now, that is the one gag that I remember from the movie from watching it as a kid. Mm -hmm. The whole, like, oh, you put it down, and then it says pick me up on it. Oh, it's
1: ingenious. It's a dastardly plan, because it just says pick me up on it. And so,
0: you know, someone's going to come up and pick it up, and and what are they going to do?
1: They're going to get zapperized.
0: Yeah, so that gag of people just continuously picking this up one right after the other, I was like, oh, that was the only thing that stuck with me from this movie was that gag. Mm -hmm. And it's not ha-ha funny, but it's at least like, oh, that's kind of a, a clever gag for stupid people to fall for. Yes. Like, I get it. I mm-hmm. get what you're going for. And at least it's something instead of nothing, which is most of this movie.
1: This follows into the second joke, which is the muscle dude, who's, who Sirk, uh being like, this is one of our weapons. And he hoists a rock. And Jeffrey Jones is like that is a rock. Yes, let me show you how it operates.
0: You just need to throw it like this
1: and then he hits one of the other guys in the head with a rock. And that's the joke. That's that's the joke. And then I went outside and ran over a turtle with a car. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh then there there you have a a fancy dancy and he has to attend. And oh. because he's the guest of honor, he has to eat the gross hunter mushroom monster and then the the dance is all these sexy ladies and in like,
0: bikini outfits and, are dancing around him. And,
1: John, do you get it? Do you get the thing where he didn't want to go anywhere or do any dancing or have to eat any crazy food, and now he's eaten a mushroom monster's toe and he's gone dancing with with, with, uh, with foreign ladies? It's like all those things he said at the beginning of the movie that he hated – he
0: had to do and it turned out they're not that bad i mean except for the fact that the mushroom monster was disgusting and that he was very uncomfortable when ladies were dancing around him yes so it turns out that no he actually just doesn't like any of those things
1: now kathy island notably does not have to go dancing with all the dancing ladies no instead he's like i don't want to dance i don't like dancing and she's like you have to dance it's in your honor and he's like, okay. So he goes out there and a bunch of day laborers shake their tits at him. Great. <laughs> Although I would like that
0: if it was just day laborers.
1: Oh, I should have said, said day wait, extras or whatever. But, yeah. But yeah, day labor. Like they picked up a bunch of people from in front of a Home Depot and they're like...
0: <laughs> Here, shake your tits at this
1: guy. All right. <laughs> whatever. All give right, me a ride, right. Well, five you'd, bucks, sure. You give me a ride back to the Home Depot, yeah? And a glass of lemonade. <laughs> so
0: <sighs> that's what's happening with them over... At fucking uh, Spango's big mansion. House of
1: Pancakes.
0: (laughs) Spango's House of Pangos. General of Fear goes to see Marge, and we find out that he actually hates John Lovitz. Yeah, surprise, right? He's like, this is uh, supposed to be a love potion that will make you fall in love with Todd, but... I've replaced it with just water, and I'm going to inject you with it, although this would probably be a very bad idea to just inject someone with water.
1: <laughs> yes, that would not be a good thing to do to someone.
0: But I'm going to do it anyway, and we're going to pretend like it's fine.
1: I mean, realistically, it's not as dangerous as injecting them with the air. No. So, so if the syringe had some air in it, then that would have been really bad. But, uh, yeah. But, so, she, but instead...
0: In the middle of him explaining, he's like, oh, I hate Todd, because he's the worst and he's ruining this planet and he's a pompous dill hole and then todd's right behind him and he's like oh pompous am i
1: well then i'll have you shot
0: then <laughs> he's like great i'm gonna use this love potion on marge and the general had told her like just play along mm-hmm. so she plays along and then he's like all oh, right now i'm gonna have you kill general of fear you traitor He's like, Oh, I hate you, you're the worst. You know, well what do you think now? And injects him with the love potion that's just water, and he's like, Oh, you're so pretty. Can you marry me? This is a joke. Cause a guy marrying another guy?
1: Hilarious. I'm sorry, John. Uh I, I left the mic for a second because I hated this. <laughs>
0: well, how do you feel about it now? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, this was worse than when the people actually have sex and the boot black just wanted to watch them almost have sex. <laughs> uh, this isn't ribbled at all.
0: Yeah, so his whole plan for killing the general is he's going to put him inside the death laser so when he shoots Earth, it also just shoots through the middle of him.
1: Yeah, what a dastardly plan indeed. Great. Uh, so... Meanwhile, they they send uh, Marge. Marge is now imprisoned for a little while. And this is when she finally... Oh, no, wait. She had the conversation with Blatt a long time ago. Never mind. But this is the part where the actual only funny joke in the movie takes place. So at least that's finally going to happen.
0: Yeah. John Lovitz preparing for his marriage to Marge is essentially in a yellow Elvis outfit Mm -hmm. wearing a pompadour. And he's like... Which one do you think is better, mutton chops or goatee? And he's got those two twins from Terminator 2 mm-hmm. that, uh, you know, the, the police officers that die with the coffee. Yeah. Uh, So he's got them, and he asks one of them, and he's like, uh, mutton chops? No, you're wrong. Now shoot yourself in the head.
1: And the guy's like, "Oh," And awful. he shoots himself in the head. All
0: right, you, mutton chops or goatee? Mutton chops.
1: Yeah you too and they shoot it was the only funny joke in the movie that was
0: it that was the one part in this movie i went
1: <laughs> <laughs> they both said the same thing <laughs> yeah,
0: because... jo- that's the one part where them being stupid wasn't just them being like oops i ran into a wall i was like oh it's a gag it's a joke about being dumb
1: i love it so this movie has bud nick and it has the brothers from Terminator Two, and it has a scary scene where a big yellow or a big truck almost runs over the main characters, so it feels like it's got a lot of Terminator Two connections. There's
0: a lot of Terminator Two energy
1: in this, yeah, that's a weird thing to notice, isn't it? Uh, when did Terminator Two come out? I don't know sometimes pretty much the same time around ish yeah, that's kind of a kind of a weird thing that happened a kind thing, of a thing occurred, so then we have to go back to the camp. And they
0: have their uh, plan all set to go get into the castle Is they made a big wood statue of Todd, and it says, in Todd we trust.
1: Yes, and also it's noted that Todd has had a lot of statues of himself throughout the course of the film.
0: So they're going to do a Trojan Trojan horse, but it's Todd.
1: Oh, also there was a joke in there that was almost kind of okay, which was we wear the bird costumes to uh, to camouflage ourselves in the wilderness.
0: So when the destroyers see us, we can just go, and they'll think
1: we're birds. Yeah. And Jeffrey Jones is like, are there birds this big on your planet? No. Then those are bad costumes, are they not? Why
0: would they fool anyone? And instead of being like, oh, because we're all idiots. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, these costumes don't work. Oh,
1: no, we've been cursed with wisdom. The worst (laughs) curse of all. This worked (laughs) until this exact moment. Up Uh, until now, the destroyers would see us and go, da, big boys." Oh, no, those aren't people's. Dems is boyds. Dems is big boys. I better go tell Muggsy. (laughs) Uh, So wait, I'm Muggsy. I forget how this works. Left behind at the
0: camp is a sign that says "Earthman's bed do not disturb mm-hmm. and underneath the covers of that he has left the light grenade yes and so this is the scene where we see everyone just going like huh look they left a light grenade and then you know he disappears and the guy walks over and he's like oh oh that's dastardly and someone goes what happened and then he picks it up a light grenade and then he dies and it just sort of goes on i didn't see
1: this i was getting our uh i I was getting our postmates food yeah but that is that is an amusing joke that i would have also almost been like kind of (laughs) about
0: yeah it's why it's the only thing i remembered from this because i was like hey look it's a thing again playing off the fact that your entire movie is based on a planet full of idiots Mm -hmm. and finally you're doing something with it
1: yeah Well, eventually, it turns out that uh, John Levitz has chosen both to go to... Oh, because the the coda on the joke where he gets the two guards to shoot themselves in the head is he goes, you know, they're actually not that wrong about these mutton chops. (laughs) Great. To some fish or dog or something. Some dog guard is there. And he's just like... (sighs) And he puts both his paws on his head because that's a dog thing.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So,
1: (sighs) the wedding comes. Mm Mm-hmm. All over the place. And yeah, it's messy. It gets right in everybody's hair. Uh, yeah, the wedding comes, and, and there there's a, a priest who looks like Lloyd Kaufman.
0: And uh, is. And is. No, uh, they, they get everyone together, and right when they're trying to say the vow or the I do's, there's a knock at the door. Yeah. And it's the
1: statue. There's a statue here, sir, for you. Oh, well, let me go see it. I better go look at this statue that someone gave me. Hmm, this is obviously a trap, because I don't look like that. I'm not that ugly. That's an ugly statue. In fact, bring it inside so everyone can see how much it doesn't look like me. Yeah, great. So,
0: indeed, they bring it in, and there's a big old fight. They fight, fight, fight.
1: They fight, 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 fight. fight, fight.
0: And everyone's kung fu fighting, and then it turns out that Kathy Ireland is the long lost love that Wallace Shawn's character had. Yeah, isn't that funny? Because Wallace Shawn's a little guy, and Kathy Ireland is attractive. She's they a,
1: they're in love. There, she's a statuesque model wearing a bikini, and he's a little tiny fella. Wearing stupid alien hair for no reason.
0: Yeah, but
1: they're in she, love, and that's the joke. And she picks him up and spins him around because she's the tall one. Hey, hey <laughs> comedy. It's not its not right when the woman is the tall one. Oh, man. How weird. Oh, the amusement and the jollity.
0: It never ends here mm-hmm. on Mom and Dad Save the World.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> So, bad yeah. comedies are so much worse than bad serious movies. It's true. It's just, you're j- you're just watching and being
0: like, I'm sad, because I see what you're trying to do, and none of it works. Mm-hmm. And, it-
1: and, and I'm like, when I'm watching it, I'm like, you know, I'm not a famous Hollywood movie makey guy. <laughs>
0: movie makey
1: guy. But if I was, that would be my title. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> In the credits, it would say movie makey guy. Yeah. But I feel like I could do so much good punch up on this film. Right? There's so much easy punch up for this, Ugh. so like, like he could have ran right past Kathy Ireland and picked up one of those fish. Uh, that uh, fish that would have been funnier, hey. or one of the dog, or one of the mushrooms, anything. Who knows? Any, or just he runs right past him and picks up John Lovitz. Ugh. <laughs> see, We've see, that, been I in a scene together. This doesn't make any sense. I laughed at it, and it was funny. Yeah. It wouldn't work for very long, because it's my standard Descent into Chaos style yeah. of comedy. But, uh, uh, yeah.
0: So, the fight eventually spills into the room with
1: the big laser in it, and it's basically just Dick versus Todd. Yeah. In a thousand or 99 of my Spingo seconds, we'll destroy the Earth. Yep. And they fight, and... It is almost kind of funny when they fight, because they're both pathetic.
0: Yeah. At one point, the best part of this fight, outside of them just sort of whiffing, trying to hit each other, is they stop, and they're like, all right, let's take a break. And they just kind of breathe heavily, Mm because they're both sweaty, overweight dudes. Yeah. And you're
1: like, I get it. I I get what you're doing here. I like the beginning of the fight, where the the swords land in both their hands, like, ha-ha! And now you'll die, and then they just kind of go eh, 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 with their swords at each other, just waving it around, and then like
0: Dick manages to hit the sword that is in Todd's hand. He's like, "Ow, ow, ah,
1: ow!" Oh, it hurts Dick to do that. too. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, oh, this sucks." I don't like sword. No, not neither of them seem to like sword fighting. No, don't like sword fighting. That's a hanging offense. Get a rope. So they uh, they fight, and that's great.
0: And then uh, they win and turn off the laser. Yeah,
1: basically, uh, Spingo manages to get his hands on a small version of the death laser blaster and starts shooting red lightning at uh, at him. But then he is distracted temporarily. Spingo is by Terry Gar just saying his name, and then and then uh, Dick just points steam at him because the planet of idiots has convenient steam vents everywhere
0: well yeah well it hit a pipe where steam was going apparently yeah so
1: steam's pouring out that S- he can aim so they just shoot him with some steam and then the two of them work together to shove him down one of those elevator shafts
0: yeah he goes right down into the sewer where them evil mushroom guys are And he's like ah,
1: ha, 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 ah the end
0: but they, then they shut down the laser and and then eric Idle shows up fully Shaved and whatnot, and the king is back and restored, and happiness is in in the land, and they're gonna send these two back home.
1: There's a, there's a line here for Eric Idle where he's like, "I have reversed the polarity of the uh, of the magneto beam, and it should send the two of them home immediately." And no one says anything. So he just repeats himself. It's he like, just goes, I, I just said, said, which at first I, I realized that the, the joke in the mil- movie is supposed to be that no one responded to his joke, So he just to his lines. so he just said it again to get applause. See, I think
0: it was, he said something intelligent, and that was the joke.
1: Oh, I thought the joke was that he said that and then couldn't believe he had said that because it was such a stupid sci-fi line. So he's just like, guys, listen to this dumb shit I just said. No. I reversed the Tetrion field. No. For me,
0: it's, oh yeah, he said something that had anything to do with science or intelligence because he was also like and we'll send them home post haste yeah and you're like oh i i get it you said something that wasn't dumb
1: yeah he said a smart thing because he's he because the people of of spingo aren't as stupid well, i don't know if it's still Spingo. Uh, yeah i
0: don't know what the planet is now yeah. i guess
1: RAF, it might be Rath. that's a cool but rude planet <laughs> <sighs> yeah Thank so you. they get
0: blasted back to earth and Oh, they, they pull up into the house, and the kids come out to meet him, and they're like, oh, the car's all messed up. And also, Dad looks like a weird barbarian covered with a bandolier of rocks, and Mom's in the dumbest outfit ever.
1: Yeah, she's kind of in some sort of pink dress thing.
0: Yeah, it's a giant, poofy... Like a Victorian prom dress is what it looks like. Yes.
1: Uh, a, lot of, a lot of steampunk type Victorian prom. Not a lot of gears and shit, just like more hoops and bands and crap that was probably actually a thing. But, you know, at the same
0: time, lots of like little silky things and taffeta and shit. And
1: fins and just, oh, it's just too much. It's just too much for both of them. And Jeffrey Jones, uh, curse his gross heart, is wearing like no pants, just a loincloth. Yeah, it's just not cool, dude. Not and, cool.
0: And so at that Up point,
1: movie makey guy,
0: they're like, wow, that's that great. I can't believe you're back. You Did you have a good time in Santa Barbara? Oh, yes. And then it ends with them doing another slideshow where they're like, and here's your dad in front of Saturn. And here's that nice blart. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wow, this all happened in Santa Barbara? Oh, a little north of there, a uh, Hyuk, uh, end of
1: movie. <laughs> I'm sorry, John. I stepped away from the mic again because I hated that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the movie ends with them showing a slideshow of dogs and stuff. And, and, and it, for some reason, they've decided to keep their adventure a secret. Yep. Why? I mean, probably because no one would believe them. I guess. I don't know. I don't care. Oh, well. I, don't, I don't want I I fucking this
0: I fucking this. The,
1: why do why do why did they make when, this movie? I don't did, know. When they didn't it wasn't necessary.
0: Uh so yeah, there you go. Now we're going to have our best and worst here. And Jeff, I'm going to ask you your favorite thing in this movie. And
1: you're probably going to stipulate that I can't be like the food I was eating during the movie, and I can't say that my least favorite thing was the movie that was on. Exactly. Yeah. All right.
0: What was your favorite thing in the movie? Uh, mutton
1: chops. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, that was the funniest, only funny line in the movie. Uh, so there you go. That was my favorite part. You? Uh, I'm going to... Just take the other I'll guy. I'll take Simon. the light grenade. Light grenade, yeah. The
0: the concept of the grenade that kills you when you pick it up and idiots keep picking it up. There you go. That's a gag that is actually appropriate.
1: Yeah. Congratulations, you did it. Yeah. And the worst thing in the movie for you. There was a specific point in the film where they could have told a really funny joke and then they didn't. And it was the film. And then they did that every two minutes for the rest of the movie. <laughs> Give me a specific thing, Jeff, <laughs> you son of a bitch uh okay, the worst the absolute worst joke in the I'm just gonna say the opening sequence because it doesn't do anything to set up these characters and why you'd want to want to like them and learn anything about them, oh yeah, before they get picked up by the 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 magneto beam, you're just like, I hate these guys, please don't tell me they're gonna be the stars of a full movie, and indeed they are uh, okay. <laughs> Great. So, so, yeah, the intro, because it's set up how much I wasn't gonna like these characters, and indeed I did not, and you, John, the worst thing about this movie, probably the worst thing in this
0: movie for me is gonna be I wanna say the uh the scene with the uh the like tribe. Where they're doing the dancing thing, and it's just
1: oh, it's just an excuse just, to show shaking boobs. Yeah, it's just
0: ladies come out and shake their tits, and I'm like, why? Yeah, this didn't need to happen.
1: Yeah, it's like an old school Hollywood thing where they were like, like, hang on, we forgot to put shaking tits in this movie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you want to put shaking Stevens in this movie? He can sing that Merry Christmas song. I'm to sorry. British did people you want to put Shadow
0: Stevens in this movie? <laughs> you can take him for the block.
1: I'm sorry, did you want to put Shadow the Hedgehog in this movie? (laughs) Uh, He's got a gun, you know. (laughs) He's got a gun! (laughs) I would have preferred this movie that had Shadow the Hedgehog in it.
0: I I mean, it couldn't have been worse. No. Speaking of things that are bad, uh, we're going to give this a rating. Each of us, 0 to 5, gives the
1: movie a total rating out of 10. Jeff... Um, uh, point five okay i'm not gonna equivocate on this one this movie that's fine this movie fucking sucked i hated this yeah i know you did i was at one point throughout the course of the film i was just like hey john i recommend we just turn this off <laughs> and you were like oh but we but we, it's too late for us to start watching another movie and i was like no let's just turn this off and lie down <laughs> let's just so not you, let's just turn this off go to the woods <laughs> Lie down, and let nature make use of us. Just
0: just let the world reclaim us. Uh-huh.
1: I want to be dirt by this time next month. <laughs> uh, I will go
0: ahead and give it a one, because it is technically a movie, I guess. I don't I re- even know why I'm doing that. I
1: reserve the zero for things that are technically not films.
0: So... One and a half mm-hmm. out of out of ten for Mom and Dad Save the World. This is real bad. I I said at the beginning that I likened this to someone who is trying to make a Mel Brooks film. Yeah. Yeah. And also this very much has the uh the feel like it's just it it has the same energy as another movie that is Sort of ish around this. Uh-huh. Uh called Stay Tuned with oh. John Ritter. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And it feels like Stay Tuned is the better version of this. Yeah, I could see that. And, but now I'm not sure if I only think that because again I haven't seen it in forever. Because mm-hmm. it also came out in ninety two. And right. it also has Jeffrey Jones in it.
1: Now is it a space movie? No, they get okay, sucked good. into the television that Satan gives them. Oh, that's right. I have seen that. Yeah. Because I was like, wait, isn't the John Redder space movie Batteries Not Included? Is he's he in not that? in that. He's not, he's not, he's I not that in Batteries Not Included, and that's an Earth movie. Uh, just well, with little know, with tiny little aliens. aliens. Yeah. But there's aliens. I mean, Earth Girls Are Easy, I count as a space movie, too. Nah. Which would you rather watch between this and Earth Girls Are Easy? I mean, obviously, Earth Girls Are Easy. I mean, it's really bad. But at yeah, least but at least Jeff, Jeff Goldblum's Goldblum. there. Yeah. <laughs> And it, uh, who's, who are the other two? Is it like Brendan Fraser and Marlon Wayans or something like that. I don't know. I can't remember.
0: Uh, but yeah. So I feel like part of me wants to go ahead and say we'll do Stay Tuned as well, so just so I can know. I want to know if Stay Tuned is also this bad or if it's better than this.
1: I want to know if he really loves me. <laughs> I want to know what love is, <laughs> and I want you to show me okay uh it's two little naked babies and one of them is like <laughs> love is uh opening up a fr- yes and
0: <laughs> uh thank you for joining us for this episode where we hate everything uh-huh yeah where a movie just absolutely destroyed our souls uh-huh if you would like us to continue doing this and torturing ourselves for your amusement, uh-huh. please go over to patreon.com slash systemmastery. Support us at any level. Anything helps. You can help keep this show on the air and make it so that Jeff doesn't wander out of the woods to let nature reclaim him. <laughs>
1: Perhaps I will lay down near a river so that beavers <laughs> may make use of me. Perhaps I will just walk into the ocean and be gone. <laughs> hey, that's a pretty good Toad the Wet Sprocket song. <laughs> walk on the ocean. It's a good song. It is. Yeah. Toad the Wet Sprocket. Pretty pretty good. Good band. Good band. Could, uh, they, they pretty other song, uh, Fall Down, I think it's called. Also a good song. It's called Falling Down. Uh, it's called and, Falling Down. And, and stars, they remade
0: it into the Joker.
1: Stars Michael Duck. <laughs> I've heard at this point that that Joker movie at least has an ending where he's in prison or something. Great. It doesn't end Joker triumphant, which was, I think, a lot of people's fear about that movie, that it's basically what if an incel was right, the movie. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway.
0: Ugh. And hey, you know, speaking of, there's still time if you want to go onto the website and vote for what we're going to go see in theaters. Oh, is, is
1: Todd Phillips' Joker one of the options? I believe so. Okay.
0: Uh, I may not have put it on there because I hate it, but I could
1: have put it on there because <laughs> I, I hate can't it. can't Imagine it's completely hate worthy. I feel like it's just going to be kind of a why of a movie. More See, than I else. feel like I'll
0: hate it. I, I, even though I,
1: I sure it's competently directed and whatnot. Phoenix is a good actor. I, I I'm sure it's. I mean, the thing is. I I read a while ago that he put one, put out one of those press releases where he was like, "Oh, you know, you go a little mad when you play the Joker," and I was like, "Man, I miss the days where like." Cesar Romero wasn't bullshitting some, some magazine with, with that.
0: Where Cesar Romero's like, I refuse to shave my mustache, fuck you.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I put on a fucking sock with white paint on it, and I said, "Hoo hoo hoo." No, I didn't have to go a little crazy to play the role. Yeah. And Jack Nicholson was like, I don't know. I just played Jack Nicholson again. I was just me, but they I,
0: tried to put paint on me. I don't
1: know if you noticed, but I pretty much am always just this one guy. But since those two, everyone's always got to be like, oh, playing the Joker go- takes you to a dark place. Yeah, you aren't sure you can come up from it, ugh. but at least I found out that Joaquin Phoenix didn't say that. He said he went a little crazy, losing fifty five pounds for the movie. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, which I'm like, that's that I'm more inclined to believe than the whole like playing the cl- the clown prince of crime makes you crazy. Ugh, ugh, get it'd, out of here, Jared Leto. It'd be funny if everyone said that about every supervillain role. <laughs> you know,
0: playing Gorilla Grodd. <laughs> Getting into the mind of a murderous ape,
1: why it makes you go a little crazy. Uma Thurman, all like, oh, I found a little of myself in Poison Ivy, and I was scared about what I found. <laughs> uh. Uh. Yes, when I played the uh, the the, the Mister Freeze, I found my odd hot, colder and colder. I had to warm it with stogies. Even now, I still use various ice ponds. <laughs> cannot stop. <laughs> it's just the Joker, right? Anyone who plays the Joker is like, yeah, it drives you crazy. But when they play like an another crazy villain, they're like, eh, whatever, it's just a job. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah.
0: Anyway, yeah. You can go to systemmasterypodcast.com and go to the movie mastery tab in theaters now and there will be our poll for what we're going to see in theaters this month. Mm-hmm.
1: You still got another couple weeks to vote on that. And uh, other than that, though, man, did you notice how how strongly my enthusiasm just shifted when we weren't talking about Mom and Dad save the world anymore? Right? I was just like, "Woohoo! Let's talk about the Joker." Fuck hey, yeah. I've got energy about things <laughs> that aren't this movie. It's <laughs> it's not that I'm tired; it's that this movie has drained the life from me. Yeah, it was dour. It was like spending uh, several minutes in the in the draining machine from Princess Bride. Oh, I thought you were going to say,
0: in that weird crystal seat from Dark Crystal.
1: Uh, yeah, either way. Either way. Yeah. yeah. Either I'm getting all my precious essence sucked out by a Skeksis, Ooh, that's hot. Yeah. Or, sing- <laughs> the, or the six-fingered man is draining my life away so he can study me. And there you go. And there you have it. Thank you for listening.
0: Thank you so much. We'll be back in another couple weeks with more Movie Mastery. And until then, you have a good one.